Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hey everyone, welcome back. Before we get into the stories, I just wanted to say I'm sorry that this video is so much shorter than usual. It's not shorter by much, but it's still kind of a short one. But I hope you still enjoy the stories. Without any more further interruptions, let's go ahead and get started. And remember, to always, stay hungry. I was a 20-year-old female at the time, and I was just about to move out of my parents' house two weeks later. I was going to be moving in my apartment in the city. It was a Wednesday morning around 10 a.m. I was on a summer vacation and I was off from work that day, so I was still in bed. My parents had left for work earlier that day. Back then, my room was in the basement and my window was right next to the stairs leading to the front door. I was woken up by the sound of someone walking up the stairs and I thought it was odd, so I got up. I took my phone and I went upstairs to try and get a better look at who this could be. Once upstairs, I saw from the kitchen window a man leaving our front yard and going back to the sidewalk. I was very relieved and I thought it was probably just someone selling stuff. But then, the man turned around, went back into our front yard, and started walking toward the right side of our house where there was a door leading to the kitchen, right where I was standing. The man then knocked, and he had asked if there was someone home. Looking back, I should have said yes through the window, but I was so scared and confused that I didn't say anything back. He then walked back to the front yard and back on the sidewalk and started walking away. Again, I was relieved and I then told myself that maybe it was just a friend of my dad's that I didn't know and that maybe he was looking for him. This didn't seem right, but I was trying to find any reason for this man to be there other than wanting to break in. Just when I thought the man had left, I saw him come back yet again and walk to the left side of my house towards the backyard. Now, I was very scared at this point, and I knew he wanted to get in. I go to the front door, unlock it, and I waited for a couple of seconds. I then start to hear something cutting off the screen of my parents' bedroom window, and at that point, I'm literally shaking. I opened the front door quietly and ran out of the house, calling 911. Within about five minutes, the police arrived. But unfortunately, the guy had ran away, and they never did end up catching him. Needless to say, I was terrified my first three months alone in my first apartment. This happened only a month ago, and it doesn't really scare me anymore. It just constantly makes me think, what if? I'm in college, and I'm still living with my parents and older sister. It was spring break, and my parents went on a road trip while my sister and I stayed home alone. Two nights after my parents left town, I was at the house alone because my sister was out with her boyfriend. It was around five or six o'clock, and I decided to go work out because I was really bored and I could use it. 
I live less than half a mile from my hotel, so I use their gym because it's so close. I was going to jog there like I usually did, but I changed my mind right before I left because I didn't want to walk back home from the gym. I knew that I would be all tired if I did that, so I got my keys and I decided to drive to the gym. I walked out of the front door and I paused for a second because I got a random feeling to lock the front and back door. My mom is really paranoid about locking the doors and windows because she's scared that a crazy person will break in or hurt us, or worse, kill us. She always tells me to lock the door, but I rarely do, especially if I'm leaving the house for only a short period of time. But for some reason, I got a feeling to lock the doors, so I went back inside, locked the back door, and made sure to lock the front door as well when I left. I drove to the gym, and I was then there for about an hour and a half. Not long after I got there, I randomly got a really bad gut feeling that made my stomach twist and anxiety high. I also have paranoia about things like my mother, but it's different. For some weird reason, I'd blamed the bad gut feeling on my house catching on fire with no one able to save my dog because I had locked both doors. But it doesn't consume my thoughts or make me want to go home or anything. I finally leave and I get back home in minutes. My house wasn't on fire, which I knew deep down that it wasn't anyways. So I get out of the car and I walk to my front door, pulling out my keys to unlock it. But before I had even reached to unlock the door, I then paused because I saw a brown napkin looking thing wrapped tightly around the door handle. My mind instantly went to the recent fentanyl poisonings, and how there were cases of things like napkins and bills being smeared with fentanyl, causing people to overdose when they touched them. I didn't touch it. I called my parents because I started to get scared, and I didn't really know what to do. My mother was understandably freaked out, and she told me not to touch it. I talked with my dad, and men being men, no hate. Logic is appreciated here. He tried to be logical and then tell me that someone must have put an ad on the door handle and that another person must have ripped it off our door. I then FaceTimed them and I showed them what it looked like. It clearly wasn't an ad. It looked like thick paper bag material. I also made sure to tell them that I was staring right at the door handle before I left for the gym and there was absolutely nothing on the door handle before meaning someone came up and wrapped it around the door handle while I was at the gym. I was pretty freaked out, but it was early dusk outside, so there was still a good amount of light around me, thankfully. My mom calmed me down, but my dad was still thinking we were overreacting. I unlocked the door, got my gloves from my dad's truck, and I took the brown napkin thing off the door handle, throwing it on the ground very fast. I kept the gloves on, opened the door, went inside, put the gloves in the washing machine, then wiped my front door handle with Clorox wipes. I then shut the door and locked it, not knowing what to do with the paper bag that was just lying on the porch. I say paper bag now because as I looked at the bag on the ground through the window, I could clearly see that it was a small paper brown bag and it was 100% not an ad someone puts on people's doors. It looked like the type of paper bag that holds sauces or silverware from a restaurant, and it was curled into a C-shape from being wrapped around the handle so tightly. 
I kept watching outside my house through my windows, but I never saw anyone or even a feeling of being watched. I calmed down completely, and I had waited for my sister and her boyfriend to come home. I called my own boyfriend, and I told him all about it. He promised to leave me with Second Amendment protection for the rest of the time my parents were gone, because he was really creeped out that someone would come up and put a brown bag on our door, whether it had fentanyl or not. My sister came home, and I told her and her boyfriend everything. They were freaked out too, also assuming that there was probably fentanyl on the bag. Them being there gave me courage, so I went back outside with gloves on, and I picked up the suspicious brown paper bag. I went back inside to show them. They both gathered around me, and then watched as I started to uncrumple the bag from its C-shape. On the inside of the C-shape, the part that was touching the door handle, there was a gooey clear liquid that had the consistency of runny snot smeared all across the inside of it. We all went silent, as our fentanyl fears were even greater. I quickly closed the bag and then put it in the trash, taking off the gloves and putting those in the washing machine as well. That was the end of it though. Nothing new or weird since then. I really wish we had cameras or a ring so we'd have more information on who, how, and why. I would really like to know what you guys think it was. To anyone who hears this, do you think I'm overreacting? Do you think it really was fentanyl wrapped up in that tiny little napkin? Or do you think it was a sex trafficking tactic? I live near Houston, not too close, but in a good distance. I know the sex trafficking is hot there. Or maybe it was someone who was just really high and just randomly chose our house to mess with and actually put snot on our door handle. But that's really not likely because we have police officers that stroll through the neighborhood. And people don't just walk around high like that. It's a small neighborhood too. Only eight streets. And even without the police officers, this is a decent neighborhood with maybe a few but most likely no drug users. It's really just a bunch of old people. So, I don't know. What do you guys think? Please let me know in the comments, because I still really wonder about it a lot. What happened in this story took place around four years ago. To set the scene, me and my family live in what you would say is a nice neighborhood. It's outside of the city limits, and the houses are not right on top of each other, but you could walk to the neighbors within three minutes or so. Therefore, it's not really the type of neighborhood that many scary or weird things happen in. Although, the only time I've ever really been freaked out over something that happened while living in this neighborhood happened in early summer, while both of my parents were at work, while I and my brother were at home alone. I was around 16 at the time, so we were easily able to take care of ourselves. It was really starting to get warm outside and in our house as we live in the south, so I then opened our sunroom door. I left the screen door shut, but I had opened the main door to let in some air from outside. After doing so, I lay down on the sofa and I ended up dozing off. I was awoken by the sound of the screen door handle turning and what sounded like knocking. It jolted me out of my sleep, and to my surprise, there were two men standing in the doorway. 
one knocking on the wooden part of the screen door, and the other was turning the handle, as if it was just going to come right in our house. I leaped off the couch and quickly went to the door, asking them what they needed. The older of the two men stated that their car was right down the street, and that their battery had died, and they needed to be jumped off. Now, at 16, I wasn't really thinking that they had any malicious intentions, so I told them to wait a second, and I would call my dad and ask if he had any jumper cables in the garage. I closed the main door that had previously been open, and I went and got my phone off the sofa. The two men stayed in the same position and watched me through the door as I called my dad. From the start of our conversation, my dad was already really weirded out once I told him what happened, and then he told me he had the jumper cables with him in his truck at work, and that I just needed to tell the guys to try somewhere else. After getting off the phone with my dad, I went back to the door, and I told the men I didn't have any. I then apologized for being unable to help, and I shut the door back. I then just watched them as they walked past just past the bushes that lined up our driveway. They got into an old silver sedan, and then drove out of our neighborhood very swiftly. I immediately started freaking out, as they had literally just told me that their battery died and they needed to be jumped off. I called my dad back, and I then explained to him that the men had just gotten into a car that was supposedly dead, and how they sped off. He told me to just lock the doors, and to call 911 if anyone else came back to the house. Thankfully, no one returned, and nothing like that ever happened again. I can't even begin to imagine what would have been in store for me if there had been any jumper cables in my house. My name is Haley, and I was 14 years old when this happened. It was February 14th, 2022, Valentine's Day. My parents were going out on a date like they did every month. Once my parents left and I was all alone, I had made some popcorn and I got all the snacks that I could think of. After a while of eating all the snacks I could eat, I went to my room, lied down, and watched some horror movies. After a few hours, my parents still weren't home, and suddenly I heard someone knocking at the front door. A curious 14-year-old me went to the door very slowly, wondering who it could be. I looked out the front door, but there was no one there, so I went back to my room, just thinking it was my imagination. After a few more minutes of watching the movie, I fell asleep, and then out of nowhere, I heard the front door open, realizing I forgot to lock the door from earlier. I thought nothing of it, thinking it was just my parents. A few seconds later, I realized my parents didn't even come home, and they hadn't checked on me like they usually do once they got home, so I called out their names, but no answer. I then decided to call them on the phone. When I didn't hear their phones ringing, I then quickly hung up. Suddenly, I heard someone frantically running up the stairs, so I got up and then ran to the door and locked it. Then, I would slowly heard a commotion from below me. There was someone else downstairs rummaging through the cabinets and drawers. There was more than one person. I thought to myself. I hid under my bed as I then heard someone opening all the doors upstairs, checking for anyone in the house and anything they could find. Knowing they'll be at my door soon, I hid under my bed. 
I hadn't heard anything from the person upstairs. Then my heart then dropped, knowing he or she was at my door, waiting for me to come out, knowing that I was home alone. I stayed under my bed until I finally heard them walk away. I made a run for it. I was running down the stairs and I heard quick footsteps behind me, chasing after me. As I almost made it to the front door, I felt a strong hand grab my arm. I then looked at whoever was grabbing my arm, and they had a mask on. It was one of those animal-type masks like you would see in the Purge movies. He covered my mouth to prevent me from screaming, and then the other one threatened me. If you tell anyone about this, we'll come back for you. As he said that, I then heard the sounds of sirens quickly approaching us. We had a silent alarm at our door, and I'm guessing that's how the cops got alerted to this situation. Both of the men then made a run for it, letting go of me. I turned and saw the police barging in my house, asking me where they went. I then pointed in the direction that I saw them going, as one of the other officers then came over and checked on me, asking me what happened. I told them everything. And sooner or later, one of the officers would come back with only one of the guys in handcuffs. As the cop was heading to his car, the guy in the handcuffs was staring a deathly stare at me, then saying, You better not fall asleep tonight. I was pretty shaken up, but I thought nothing of it. They eventually called my parents, and they later came home worried sick about me. The cops searched and searched, but they could never find the other guy. Our family eventually went to sleep, believing it was finally safe and sound. Nothing else ended up happening, thank God, but it's still really terrifying whenever I think about it.